0: Welcome back to Don't Look Under the Bed. And for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome in. We hope that you will subscribe, share, and rate the show. Our guest this week is Dylan Beaumont, General Manager at the Fairfield Inn in Eugene, Oregon. Dylan is an all-around hospitality advocate. He shares with Nikki and I what keeps him up at night, the changes in the hospitality industry over the years, and so much more. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Don't Look Under the Bed. I'm Robin. And I'm Nikki. And today our guest is Dylan Beaumont, General Manager of the Fairfield Inn in Eugene, Oregon. Dylan, welcome to Don't Thank Look you. Under the Bed. Thank you.
1: Oh I'm honored to be here.
0: The you pleasure are... is ours. <laughs> yes, it's it's so wonderful to talk to you um although we talk every day online but to have you on the show is is a great honor. So we really appreciate you and your time. You are one of five people that actually listen to our show so we appreciate your support.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's untrue but I do appreciate the recognition.
0: <laughs> but um you know you share so much positivity. You support and contribute so much to our online hospitality community, and um, I just thought it would would be great to talk to you. So give us a little bit of your background, if you
1: would, please. Sure. First, let me say, um, when we first talked about me being on, um, I had mentioned I, I really don't have anything to promote. I'm just me. I'm part of this community. I'm a general manager working in operations here and boots on the ground, as you will. And you had said in response, Robin, well, you're an advocate of hospitality. You represent hospitality. And that to me, that was such a compliment. And I, I really appreciate that because, oh. you know, I'm not selling anything, but I appreciate that recognition and it it really matters, you know? Well,
0: I, I mean, every word of it. I mean, We've gone through some tough times, and uh we definitely and, have you know a lot of people are still jaded by you know some of the mm-hmm. goings on, if you will, and they just they just have no love for the hospitality industry anymore and you manage to stay up with all the trends you you know all the history and you always have something positive to say. so that's why I was like, we need to talk to Dylan and find out, yeah what's your what's your <laughs> background and and why do you give a damn
2: you know <laughs> well and, so and you have such for, a uh, in hotel go ahead oh no i was going to say i always find a bright spot when whenever you're posting something and you know sometimes it's a oh wow i didn't know that or wow you know that's that's just a bright shiny spot cuz we are you know we're we're not all the way out of the tough time, so just to have right. that that little bite of positivity, you know, it definitely it goes a long way. And, and I I think you're touching more people than maybe you you even realize. Mm-hmm.
1: I hope so. Sometimes with social media, sometimes I put a post out, and I will have admittedly put hours into it, and it's like dang nobody responded. Or you just hope someone does take something from it because the work you put in. And then there's other times I put 30 seconds in and I get like an absurd amount of views. And like, that's silly. That's just, that's how our world works. It is. <laughs> so
0: tell us about Dylan Beaumont. Who are you?
1: I've worked uh, 23 years in hospitality. I've worked in uh, both the business section of um, hospitality as well as upscale. And I've had all the experiences that go in between. Nowadays, I find myself often saying is, when I came up in hospitality, you know that's just, that phrase comes up all the time because I think it's surreal that how much different this industry has changed. And I still advocate for people uh, joining it very much so because it's better than it's ever been. Uh, if you think about it, as we bring up discussions about pay and making sure workers have a, a safe and comfortable workplace, uh, we're making changes that make it better to be in hospitality and there's so much we've been through historically that these workers will not have to experience so So put a pin in that real quick
0: so pause pause so you mentioned changes there are a lot of changes that up and coming hospitality folks will not know about give us like one example please of of one of those changes
1: Right. Um, for example, I mean, I'm sure we've all had supervisors who were angry and a lot yelling in the workplace. And I feel now we're more cognizant of our employees and their feelings and feelings were not mentioned for many years mm-hmm. in my hospitality upbringing. It wasn't like if somebody wouldn't come to you and say, I'm really depressed today. I want to go home. You know, that answer for many years would have been a really hard negative. No.
0: Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now
1: we're recognizing emotions have a place in the workplace. Our workers have the right to have emotions and we're, we're more and more cognizant of who they are as opposed to just being a function, somebody performing the function and accomplishing like being the means to an end, if you will.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's absolutely true. And it's, it seems like, um, as we go from this, and, and I, I hate to use this term, but as we go from like the dinosaur type managers, the the old school, the you need to put in 50, 60 hours a week or you aren't doing anything to people being like, yeah, I want to go home and be with my family. Um, just that shift. And and it's there. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely there. It's absolutely happening.
1: Yeah, there definitely has to be a healthy balance. And that's what we hear so much being discussed today. Whereas, obviously, those of us who've put in the the decades know that back when you didn't talk about your feelings, you know, when you were in the workplace that you that wasn't a discussion to bring up with a supervisor. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, very true. Very true.
0: So you are now the general manager at a Fairfield Inn in Eugene, Oregon. Tell us about Eugene, Oregon.
1: So we're known as TrackTown USA. In the summertime, our events are very much every level of track and field championships you can imagine. So we see kids who are aspiring athletes to adults who've done everything and are competing in world championships. It's fun. It's interesting. And you get to meet a lot of uh, celebrity athletes. Mm-hmm. and it's neat to to be the host of that. Uh, a lot of Eugene's activities do surround athletics because we're just a mile away from the University of Oregon.
2: Wow. And so Go Ducks. That's
1: the big that's the big driver. Go Ducks.
0: <laughs> that is all right.
1: That's cool. We're a very green <laughs> uh community in in two ways. Like we're green in terms of Recycling and uh, being very environmentally conscious, but also it is very green here in terms of vegetation. Mm-hmm. We used to get when I first moved to Oregon. I moved in two thousand eight, and we used to get rain nine months out of the year. Solid. Oh, wow. I remember there was times I would come home and I'd keep a used towel right by my door just to clean up my shoes because mm-hmm. I never knew what muck I was coming through when I'd come back from walking the dog. Mm-hmm.
0: So where did you move from?
1: I moved from California. Okay. When I had moved, I was in luxury hospitality. And at the time we were in the recession, the 2007, 2008 recession. And people didn't have that extra money to stay in luxury hospitality. Mm -hmm. And I watched in that position where workers around me were being laid off. And I made the decision to take my final pay and travel Instead of being laid off, just uh, resign and take my chances. And that brought me up here.
0: Oh, cool. Okay. So you went and got your backpack or your pillowcase and a stick and just saw the world.
1: (laughs) Yeah, basically, I I packed my Toyota Corolla with all my possessions and hit the road. It was a learning experience because when I was in luxury hospitality, I had so many people who said, if you're ever unemployed, you call me I'm putting you to work I'm just tons of people and I started to look those people up and show up at their hotels and not during the recession (laughs) that offer did not stand
0: (laughs) oh boy so that didn't work out for you but you were you managed to you know do some traveling and and see some stuff what was like one of your favorites
1: and so, ended up coming up here when on my way to Oregon, I actually took my time on my final paycheck to visit family. And I had talked to uh, hotels all around the United States about uh, settling with their hotels. And, and like I said, uh, all of them during the recession couldn't bring in a new manager at that time. Mm, yeah, They were either going to make it work with an assistant manager or bring back an old manager. Uh, recession was a hard time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember at one point in time, I was in the California Bay area and I was uh, doing a interview for a Sophie tell and I was in the lobby at the time, the day of uh, a major tech layoff, And I was in the lobby competing for a position suddenly with people who had a doctorate in computer science. And I was like, Oh, wow. I mean, stay out of my little hospitality industry, folks.
2: <laughs> wow. Wow. That's very telling of how bad it was. Uh, when you start seeing people with these advanced degrees, um, you know, showing up to say, well, thanks for coming in or welcome. In. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Very telling.
0: So as a general manager, what keeps you up at night?
1: <laughs> uh, it could, anything can keep me up at night. So <laughs> it's whatever calls you get. So you uh, call it a day, head home and any, anything from that point forward can be the thing that makes your day continue into those late night hours. Uh, it could be some a window breaking. It could be the elevator going down. Yeah. Um, it could be a suspicious person on property. And a lot of times, what I get is my workers just need reassurance. They might know to themselves the steps to take, but they just need that person who gives them the official word so they can. Act on those things that they already are about to act on. I had a former mentor who told me the best approach when dealing with workers is ask them for the the two best solutions that they have in their mind and help them through that choice. So they'll come to you and they already have something they're thinking about and you help them develop a little bit further. So when they're on their own someday, they, they can trust their instincts a bit more.
2: I like
0: it. Yeah. I love that. People need to feel empowered and comfortable and confident in their, you know, in their responses. And so what we do is fun and supportive. Sometimes
1: they do need, sorry, I spoke over you.
0: No, that's okay. Go ahead.
1: Sometimes they do need that extra person to step forward to the desk area Mm -hmm. and stand beside them just for that moment. They might have a handle, but they need to feel that supportive presence. Not that you can be in your office and they do it themselves. They just need that person to come out and be with them in case something gets uh, magnified. Mm -hmm. And for workers, if you don't come out and support them, they're going to feel like anything can happen. And you, by stepping out and supporting them, standing by their side, it allows them sometimes to make that harder choice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And front desk can be tough. Because you know that's that's like the first line of defense. In in most cases, that's who they see first. So definitely being there, reassuring, uh, cheering them on, it's certainly important.
1: And Nikki, you've seen air, air, air um, airport hotels, so I'm sure you've seen everything.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, we both work at both. airport <laughs> hotels here in Houston and at LAX, which is. Oh, (laughs) a different, a a different circus altogether. So that's for another day. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The the airport property. (laughs) Oh, I'm triggered. Okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) so Dylan, tell us where are we now in hospitality? Um, we, you can't train somebody to be friendly, you know, People need to come into No, I think
1: I think what you you have to have to do is look to hire for somebody who has the personality you're looking for without trying to hire for somebody that has the the existing skill set or existing software experience you're looking for. Right. Because you should trust your training. If you can train somebody to understand the product and and to represent the product, but they have inherently the personality the guests are going to love it's worth it to do so mm-hmm. as opposed to putting into your job ads the requirements that are going to cost you a worker that yeah. the guests love.
2: Yeah, that is so true. And I think like right now, what we're seeing is a lot of people coming into the industry that don't have past hotel experience, which makes definitely, it, but they have that tiny sparkly personality that, as you said, the guests are gonna love this individual, exactly. but it, it's just you know we we have to get them ramped up and trained. That's such a great point because you know as we all know the pandemic, uh, it it took a lot of the regulars that you would see um, coming and going in the industry, and we're kind of starting over with people that are um look that have pivoted into other things. Yeah.
1: I think what what we need is we need to look for those people that will be engaging Mm -hmm. and well representing and have a willingness to work with your guests. If you have somebody who has a rough personality or is obstinate, they probably don't deserve to be or probably shouldn't be at your front desk. Right. And Mm -hmm. I remember back when I was first writing hiring ads for hotels, we included the software that we would be using. We included you know requires this type of experience, that type of experience. But I think when we let that guard down, we allow ourselves to have a floodgates open to get those applicants who might turn out to be exactly what you were looking for the whole time. And you prevented yourself from seeing it because we put too many prerequisites.
2: Yep. That's true. That That is very true. So
0: that leads me to my next question. Um, how soon should we start promoting hospitality careers? I mean, I know that the universities have, you know, all the programs, hospitality management, blah, 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 blah. But should we start sooner? Dylan, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I think we should represent the industry sooner. I think we should be present and meeting with anybody who's, who's doing a career fair. I mean, I think we should be present and representing right alongside any other profession. And so uh, you have a question come school? up every now and then.
0: Would you say high school? High school would be great.
1: Yeah. High school would be great. I think we need to also, I had, um, I was watching an interview and I saw that uh, a hospitalitarian, if you will, mention that we want the industry to regain its, its old shine, its old luster. And I absolutely agree. I think that people should look forward to working in hotels and look mm-hmm. forward to working into restaurants. I remember when I first started working in hotels and I told people about it, there was kind of a bit of an awe reaction. And you don't see as much of that anymore.
0: No.
1: So I think we right. need to promote the industry more at, at all ages. And at the same time, we, we need to kind of start to shed that illusion that it's a, a, not an ideal workplace. Some of the, that came from the great resignation. Mm-hmm. But, through the great resignation, you're seeing change, yeah, and even before the great resignation, we saw change, and as we have more change in this industry, it's getting even better to be a part of yes
2: yes that that takes me to this week um <clears throat> one of the Facebook groups that I'm a part of, one of the ladies had posted that she was looking for a part time job, something she could do in the evenings. And so people were suggesting different things here and there. So me being me, I was like, how about working at a hotel? They offer flexibility, you'll get great benefits. And, you know, I just put it on there, hit posts, kept going, whatever. And to my surprise, so many people hit like on my comment that I'm thinking, are these people not thinking that? Like, this is a real thing. You can go into a hotel. You can, I mean, you know, we love the PM people because they're the ones that usually the overnighters, the during eight to five, it's great. But then that five and beyond, you know, things change. It looks a little different, (laughs) but (laughs) that's very, very lightly saying it. It looks a little different after five. (laughs) But um, I, I guess I was just surprised that people, aren't thinking hospitality, um, on the for- forefront as like a job, a career, something like that. So, you know, maybe we do need to start, uh, promoting that. I remember when I entered the industry, uh, it was, it was just so cool and so exciting. And I'm at the hotel and I'm at this hotel and I, am you know, just, I used to joke with one of my GMs that I said, some days I walk in the door and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I work here. And then there'd be other days when I'm like, wow, I can't believe I work here.
1: Oh, true.
0: And that's what we love about the hospitality industry. No two days are the same. So you're going to, you're. It's it's just like with any other, you know, any other job, any other workplace. You know, there are ups and downs, but I'm just, I'm just so curious as to I don't know, uh, it's is it the chicken or the egg, with us coming into the hospitality industry and promoting hospitality, working in these hotels, people look at me and they're like, ooh, work at the front desk so that people can yell at me, you know? So (laughs) it's like, how do we get the guests to be kinder and gentler? Because as we've seen. Um, throughout the pandemic and also the revenge travel and, you know, just different uh, scenarios involving travel, people are peopling and they're not nice. So how do
1: you set your I think, that, I think your we can be up? the answer at times though. I think we can be the answer at times in the sense that no matter what somebody went through in their day, If they if you're working a PM shift or an audit and you receive somebody at the end of a very long day, you can do a lot to improve their day by just being that warm person behind the desk. Because their expectations at the end of their day won't be high. They'll have been through enough Mm -hmm. and they'll not want to come in and have more to deal with. Mm -hmm. So when you show them kindness, they're not expecting that. They're not expecting to have a warm welcome experience but we can make that happen and we can even if we didn't start the customer service issue we can finish it the right way i love that so they may have had flight delays they may have had cancellations and we see record numbers of that this year so i've had times where our auditors here who've had 20 arrivals left and they're all going to show up because of this flight chaos Mm -hmm. and they can make a huge difference just by being themselves and happy and happy to work with these guests to show them where their room is to tell them about breakfast that traditional experience is going to be an exceptional end to somebody's day as opposed to them having more grumpy and more conflicting experience that they've seen all day long
0: yeah i love that and is that something that you train i mean i know that we are hiring the friendly bubbly you know personality But do we have ongoing training to prepare our teams for that customer? To prepare our teams for- I will definitely mention
1: it. If something is going on in the bigger sense, Mm -hmm. if outside of our hotel, if there's something that's being chaotic that's going on, I want workers to know about that and be prepared for that. Because like I said, they could be the answer to somebody's problem, even if they didn't start it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so you have the um, the family rolling up to the resort, and it's nine thirty. They want early check in. They want connecting rooms. <laughs> Go.
1: <laughs> you the best you can do. A lot of times, so the tricky thing is is connecting rooms are really hard to come by because when one side's Rented that connection's dashed. Yeah. So if you don't have connecting rooms, you can want to do adjacent rooms as much as possible. And one of the nice things is somebody checking in in the morning, even if they're that evening's guest, depending on when they check in, if they're going for an early check in, you might be able to rope them into a free breakfast because the breakfast is already served Mm -hmm. and it's not going to increase your food cost at all. So it might give them something to do while you prep their rooms.
0: Yeah. There's so always you, an answer. There's always a positive answer and a way to say yes, as Christine Trippy will say. That's There's what always, I
2: was. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You got to look for the way to say yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You got, you know, and sometimes it, it, you know, it just takes a while, but you definitely got to look, look for creative ways to say yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Dylan, you are always, again, like I said before, very passionate about hospitality, very supportive, always contributing. Where do you find the time?
1: It's it's kind of a fun hobby, though. I mean, outside of my own work, um, sharing bits about hospitality, sharing encouragement. Uh, I also like to entertain. So I just want to, if I have some free time, I want to use my social media to give somebody um, something to smile about. Um, and, and I also do want to keep encouraging those people who are in our industry and my social circle, um, give them the more encouragement about the job. And I like posting things as well that we can all relate to because we've all been there. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I love your, it. your LinkedIn posts. Let's talk about that for a minute, because. Sure. They are so innovative and creative, and i I always find that, um, like, wow, i I didn't know that. and uh, you know, they're just <laughs> so well thought out. like, uh, you know, it's uh it's just such a bright light. Where does that come from?
1: I, it's just a wanting to promote the industry, but also just, like I said, I, I do enjoy entertaining. And I do like sharing things that I see that might be under-recognized. Like if I see if I'm watching a podcast or if I'm watching a lecture and there's a great quote, I don't want to let that go unshared.
2: Yeah. I
1: mean, it's great that I took that in, but if I take it in and I promote it to 10 other 20 other people who follow me, I'm, I'm honored to do so. Very nice. We love it. But how my mind works is I'll I'll be at home too. I'll be watching uh, movies or a TV show and I'll see something that's absolutely pertinent to what we do. And I'm like, I have to get my hands on that clip. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) I think the hotel clips are my favorite because I'm like, where did he find that? Some
2: obscure, you know. It's
1: it's such a guilty pleasure.
2: (laughs) I love it. The one about the guy and the uh, bedspread. (laughs) That's
1: um that's amazing and i love that um greg um who was a part of hospitality md said which one of my hosp- which one of my hotel neighbors build this guy for the bedspread cuz that was in chicago and he's at the blackstone in chicago
0: hilarious that is i love so that good the
1: comedian idea. the comedian said why would i take the most disgusting item in the hotel home i'm like it's such a it's such a good point
2: yeah no kidding <laughs> No kidding. Gate.
0: <laughs> so where do you see hospitality uh, for 2023? What are your predictions for, for the industry?
1: Well, every year every year, tech makes it easier. I mean, when I first uh, started in hospitality, the phone, which rings three rings for every ring to create a sense of urgency, would never stop ringing. And one of the reasons for that is we didn't have mobile search when I started and when we have mobile search and mobile key, mobile chat and you have great web apps for every airline, every hotel, every rental car, the amount of questions we get from guests are drastically reduced. Yeah. So the the how tech has streamlined our life in hotels is uh, drastically understated. It's made a tremendous difference. And I think we we don't see the blessings if you work year after year. But yeah. subtly over time, our calls have went down a lot. Mm-hmm. We've regained a lot of time ourselves to get work done, and we get more time to spend with the guests in person. So your in person opportunity of in person hospitality and in person interaction that matters to the guest. Uh, we've had more time than ever before as guest questions can be answered through the internet. So mm-hmm. as we have more tech that's involved in our job. Uh, the more i see it being streamlined over time and yeah. the more time we get to work in person take care of those things that used to have to find time within your shift to do and now we'll have plenty of time within our shift to do yeah wow
2: that's true cuz like you it. you those calls of do you have parking do you have a pool do, mm-hmm. they can just go online they can look at all of that and you know what restaurants are nearby they all is just at the fingertips of the guest. I love that you're For very- me, one of
1: the harder ones I used to have is when you get the caller who says "Everyone's sold out when you tell them you're sold out and they say, well, where do I go to where do I get a hotel room? Mm-hmm. We used to get that call all night long when I worked on the California coast and it would be all Saturday, all Friday, all Sunday, mm-hmm. and it would be all summer long. So now with mobile search and being able to book on Expedia and TripAdvisor and the hotel's own brand pages, you're able to book immediately without asking that question about who has rooms.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. Um, so as we wrap, tell us what's, uh, what's next for Dylan? <laughs>
1: I'm a bit married to my job, so yeah. I'm here <laughs> in Eugene, Oregon, usually on a daily basis, just making sure my staff do well my hotel does well. Um, we, I get to have a little bit of a quieter year. Mm-hmm. As last year, we had the World Championships in track right. and field here in Eugene, Oregon, and that was the first time the World Championships for track and field were in the United States. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this year, no World Championships, <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit more breathing room. Mm-hmm. Um I'm currently in my off season. So uh, we had our first major event of the year, but we still get a little bit of quiet before things kick in. Mm-hmm. So I'm enjoying it. Those are the days where if I can get home early, get home early, if I can come check in just at lunchtime on the weekends, come check in just on lunchtime on the weekend.
2: Yeah. That's Work-life awesome. balance.
0: Work-life balance. It's important. What you got, Nikki.
2: It it is important and it makes you, you can do a little bit more when you're not exhausted. So, (laughs) you know, high season is good. Low season is good. It, it just, it all, it's just all relative as far Mm -hmm. as getting recharged. Definitely.
0: Love it. So Dylan, is there anything that we did not ask that you want to share with our audience?
1: When uh, Nikki says uh, champagne wishes, that's been Kim, my mantra. Like I, I say that all the time for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> and, and I don't even drink. Oh, that's <laughs> funny.
2: You guys put the positivity high, which I, f- I feel like with you, I can just your online presence. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what you're like on property. Yeah. And with your staff, it's so encouraging. It is. Um, it's just, it's it's feel good. And we haven't always had that in our industry. So I totally appreciate you for for being that and doing that. It's just very refreshing mm-hmm. to see it. So definitely champagne wishes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I appreciate that very much.
2: Dylan, thank you so
0: much for being our guest today. It was awesome to talk to you. We will continue to look for you in these these internet streets and just keep the positivity going. We love it.
1: Thank you, Robin. And we'll just keep dancing and champagne wishes. There you go. (laughs)
0: Thank you for listening to Don't Look Under the Bed. We appreciate your support of the show. Please subscribe, share, and leave a review. Thank you.